I'm tired of this, Grandpa. That's too damn bad. You keep digging. All right, welcome back to another week of the Sunday Sweats. You got me, your technical producer, Jack, and Reggie on the mic. Adam is not here this week. He is taking a week off, which we will talk about more later in the pod as Actually, we're all taking a week off of betting this week. Adam just decided. Well, no, not like week. Adam. Yeah, Adam's doing a full week off. He's taking mental health days. You know, we're progressive. We, you know, you got to do it sometimes. Yeah, Losing as much as Adam, you have to take a break. Yeah, he, I mean, I guess I guess I could give him the benefit of the doubt. And he's like, whoopee, you know, who had to take a couple months off, you know, of golf tournaments. And comes back, and he came back strong. You know, failed, but <laughs> he came back strong. Yeah. Maybe that's Adam, but I just, you know, I hate the way he went about it. You know, he's a little, you know, dick about it. And I mean, he didn't give a good reason. And like last time, just didn't give a reason. We understand. We're we're understanding guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it because it was like he was like, let's do it Tuesday. And this is the one time in Iowa. So this is the one time I got to play a league in the last month. So I was playing golf league on Tuesday. He had bowling league on Monday. We all know. We've talked. I will say ever since fucking bowling league, this pot has kind of dropped a little on like the commitment. And I agree. And then we did commit too. we were all like, all right, Wednesday works. We had that big discussion episode. And then he's like, well, I got dinner Wednesday. And then I come to find out. that immediately after that, Anna texts me, you want to go to dinner with Adam? I go, what the fuck? Yeah, I kind of, first off, he doesn't even invite me. I get the secondary invite <laughs> from Anna. Like clearly I was invited, but he invited Anna first. And then she texted me about it. But like, you're going to tell me you got dinner on Wednesday and then I get invited to said dinner. And I'm like, we can still make this work. Yeah. And also he planned the dinner. So he yeah. knows that the pod is happening on Wednesday and he chose to plan dinner on the Wednesday. Right. And then I find out it's with you guys. And I'm like, well, Jack's texting me that like, well, I got dinner at this time, but like I can do the pod at, you know, 9 PM, which is what we're doing right now. Right. And clearly Adam finished dinner because he was with me. <laughs> yeah. He just, it was there. It's just ridiculous. I, I don't understand it. He's just his heart's just not in it anymore. You know, I think he's burnt out. I think, and you know, it's something that gets talked about. Like we've said, you're the golf guy. You're the guy who knows everything about golf and golf betting. Like Adam, when we started this, was just a degenerate gambler who was excited to bet on golf, a new sport he hasn't been betting on a ton. But uh I think he needs to just find that this is my sport. This is my betting thing. This is where I win. Yeah. I mean, we can expand the pod. I mean, it's never been not like not dis- or we can't not discuss like expanding it just from golf. Right. You know, we talk about random stuff on here. Like I think he's just pissed off because he hasn't won a bet in a long time. That's what I'm saying. He and he's, is having, he's sore loser a little bit right now. No offense to him, but no he offense to him. 100%. <laughs> he's, I, you just, he's hit just a rut of losing and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, you can't be like you and me who win three weeks in a row. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I did lose this week. I will say. So I lost so big this week. Yeah, it was, it was bad. So we had, it was the U S open, you know, big week. Right. And I lost all my bets, but during the um, coverage, like when it was going on, like, 
on the last pod, I didn't say I bet Wolfie because I didn't at the time. Right. You did the whole, like, it came on Thursday or Friday. Well, no, it, no so I did it twice. So I found out, I read an article after we did the pod that said something about, like, it was his cat. It was like an interview with his caddy. And his caddy was basically just saying, like, someone asked him, like, is he good? Is he all right? What's his goals this week? The stuff. And his caddy just is like, his response is like, he's fucking good. <laughs> like, and then you just also got the carefree attitude of Whoopi. who was just like, I'm just here to, you know, play. Like, I don't really care. And so when I read that article, I was t- talking to Adam about it. And so we both met Wolfie. He was 250 to one at the time. And unfortunately, Wait, was this was was this the midnight bet? Because I know Adam had tweeted out, "Scratch that midnight bet, Wolfie two fifty to one." Yeah, yeah, this is that midnight bet. Him. Yeah, I think we were at Kelly's or something drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I, I showed him that article. Then we both bet it, and I unfortunately put like. I mean, I guess it's fortunate now, but I only put like a few dollars on it because I don't know if I did that much to my account or whatever it was, and. Obviously, after like two days, Wolfie's like leading the tournament or one back. <laughs> and like cash outs were insane. And then I think points bet fucked up because Adam and I were watching on, I think it was on Friday. And Wolfie was maybe one or I think it was one back at the time. Yeah. And you're looking at the different um, uh, odds out there. And Wolfie is now at. 50 to one and he's one back and he was like leading after day one or whatever or one back or whatever it was but he's 50 to one on points bet every other book had him 16 to one or like 12 to one so you double bet him right oh you for sure so adam's like i i think these i think points bet's broken <laughs> and we couldn't like figure out why. And we were trying to like, did he just like duck hook one in the fucking water or something? Like what happened? Like, but it was still live. And so we both like bet it again. So we both had, I think like if we, if Wolfie won, we both were going to win like two to $3,000 or something like that. Like it was Holy huge shit. on like small bets. Right. And obviously it didn't pan out, but I mean, it was, it was looking good for a while. And at one point, um, in the final round, he didn't start off hot, but he made a birdie on like uh, third, fourth hole, whatever it was. And he ended up becoming one back of the leaders at the time. So he was like minus three and they're minus four or something. And so we're like, we're back. We got a chance. And then he just folded from there and it didn't go well. But I mean, he, he was playing such good golf, like up until about like halfway through Saturday. And then you could kind of see it start to teeter down and down. But everybody was on Wolfie, I think. Everyone yeah. I talked to had bets on Wolfie. Well, see, I, I didn't think many people would have bets on because, like, I wasn't going to bet on. But um, I was I was happy to see it. I, I do think the lack of trying, like, like he was just, he's like, I just want to be happy and, like, you know, you know, I have no expectations this week or anything. Like, I think if you're going to win the U.S. Open – when you're in the hunt going into the weekend, you have to have some expectations and like care a good amount. Thursday, Friday, just play golf. Be happy that you're playing golf. Saturday, Sunday, turn it on a bit, like notch it up to nine, 10, figure it out. 
Yeah, it, it was a crazy, crazy U.S. Open, though. I mean, it would, on Sunday, at one point, I think like the first nine holes on Sunday, like the, the it was just shifting so much. There was like ten or twelve guys within a shot or two, and they were all big ass names. The back nine it kind of changed a little bit, but like for half the coverage on Sunday, it was nuts. I don't remember seeing a leaderboard like that stacked before, like ever. So that, it was pretty cool to watch. Um, and you know, I wish. I wish Willie would have won. You know, I, I know everyone liked Rom winning because of his, like the Memorial Tournament and getting kicked out. Yeah. And I agree with that too. But at the same time, Rom's for sure going to win more majors. He's so good. Louis might not have another chance. So I kind of wanted him to pull it off versus Rom for that reason. But I like yeah. Rom too. I mean, Rom was, fa- was the favorite going in. He's kind of stayed the favorite the entire time. I think everybody put a buck or two on him when at least something, because they kind of thought Ron might get something. Trevor, however, fucking uh, Trevor Betts, he had Uwe going all the way as well. Like that was his big pick of the game. He was in a pool and Uwe was his top pick. Oh, same. So I had, I was in a pool and there's like probably 120 guys or something going into the final round. I was T6, I think out of the 150. And when I pulled up the pool, I had a lot of guys who were finishing early. Yeah. And usually in tournaments, that's not a good thing for pools because usually like birdies happen. You know, people go fairly yeah. early. But in U.S. Opens, like finishing early, people bogey before they birdie usually. So it's actually a good thing to get your score in the clubhouse. So I was like, I might fucking win this thing or have or at least a chance at like, you know, top, top three or something. And because I had so many guys, because my one pick who was going to be out there the entire time was Louie. And so if I had all these other guys get in the clubhouse at a decent score who were playing decently well at the time that day, like I could have posted a number and then have people come chase me and watch fucking people blow up like Bryson <laughs> and end up winning money. And that's it was like a $1,700 payday, too. So I was really hoping for that. But then some of my guys just faded towards the end and then Rom turned it on and a bunch of people had Rom. Like I was rooting against Rom for the pool and against um, like Rory and against Brooks. Like I had Louie and then all my other guys, no one else had. So I wanted all the big names to fuck up <laughs> going into the end of it. And I would have won a lot of money, but it didn't happen. That's the U S open though. I feel like, that U.S. Open to me is one of the harder one, harder courses to bet on. Like, it's a course where you just never like anyone can fucking win it. Yeah, I will say that my um, so my year long pool like that I have or fantasy pool type thing where you, so you usually pick a golfer a week, but for majors you submit a secondary golfer. So my initial golfer I picked at the beginning of the year was Xander, who hasn't finished worse than T six, and I think he finished T seven. Holy shit. <laughs> he dropped a, a shot. Or a, you got him top 10? You yeah. had to? Okay, good. So you won that bet then? Well, that, no, I didn't bet him. I bet him in my pool, like my year-long pool. Not so you're telling me you sat on this information of he hasn't finished worse than top six all year, and you said, I'm not going to take him T10. That's, that'd be easy. But those odds are no fun. I mean, it was probably like plus 350, like three to one. Like, that's no fun. <laughs> So 
Put 20 bucks on it. You make fucking almost 100. Yeah, well, I, I prefer the longer bets because they're more fun to win like Higo the other week. But anyways, so I had I had Xander already. And then I also – so then I haven't used – like you get a couple – like you can't pick a player you've already used. So I had some stacked players that I purposely did not put, put, put within like all the tournaments. And one of them was Brooks. And so I had Xander and Brooks on my team for this pool and they both finished top 10. And so I shot up the rankings. I'm now top 10 in the pool and I'm like probably a few hundred points out of like the money. And so it's, it's going to be, a. I mean, some other people did well as well. So, I mean, I jumped a lot, but maybe not as much as I usually would, but I have a chance to cash out if I have some good tournaments here. Oh, that could be good. Quickly going back to you sitting on information, you could at least give it to the pot. That could be a tweet out. That could be something that would like be like, oh, these guys know something. These guys are worth – you You screwed us here a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> um, you have information like that, that's good to know. That's good to tell people. Well, I guess maybe we should have bet on Louie taking second. Like, I doubt that was a prop bet, but, like, if you could have – But, like, T5? Well, but, I mean, Louie's finished in second in majors six times. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. This is the sixth one. That's why I feel bad for him. Like, everyone's so happy for Rom because of the memorial, but I'm like, all right, I'm happy for him. But at the same time, I'm like, Louie's not going to have another chance probably or unlikely. And he now has six, like, T2 finishes. And they had some stat – I think I don't know if it's fall though, or someone said it on like broadcast about like anyone who has like that number of T2 finishes and majors, all the people who are at that level, their combined number of majors they've actually won is 95. And Louie has won. <laughs> and it was like 11 years ago too. So I'm just like, you know, I really just wanted him to win for that yeah. reason. I just feel bad. And it's not like he folded either. I mean, on 17, he put it in the hazard. But, I mean, he almost went up and down. Like, he missed a putt he probably maybe should have made. But, like, he shot even at the U.S. Open on his final round. Like, that's not that bad. And Rom went birdie-birdie to win it. Yeah. Like, that was ridiculous. And Rom's fist pumps, I mean, they are crazy. Did you watch those? <laughs> I feel like that'd be you fist pumping Hey man, we'll see on Sunday. Oh, you're playing Sunday? Yeah, we're playing um, Maple Meadows. Oh yeah, I played that. So I kept texting Trav, and Trav was giving me the worst fucking thing. I was like, Trav, Trav's playing with me on Sunday, and I'm like, what course do you want to play? Do you have any recommendations? Like, I'm literally just like, I always tend to play Indian Boundary because that's just a course I know well, and it's open. It's easy to like. For my fucking slice, it's super easy to play Indian Boundary because it's so fucking big fairways. Uh, but I was like, no, I kind of want to do something new. I want to do something different. And I kept texting Trav. And I was like, what's a good course? He goes, I don't know. I, I always look at golf now app to find the deals. I'm like, that is just not answering my question, even in the slightest. And then Trevor came over because we went to the Cubs game. Cubs won, by the way. Go Cubs. Let's go. Here we go. Um and Trev was like, oh, play Maple Meadows. That's a great course for cheap. And, like, I was like, all right, Colton. He's like, it's right next to White Pines, too. Yeah. I think I played it once with uh, your brother-in-law, Nikki. Yeah. I think that – because, yeah, I think we went there once. I, I might have played it twice. 
me, I took Adam to the driving range yesterday or like two days ago. I was like, it was like not, I learned that diversity stays open to 11, all Chicago fans diversity's open to 11. If you want to get a couple swings in late night and like cheap as shit, it's like 16 bucks for a large basket of balls to go like get the muscles sore that you haven't used in a year and a half. Yeah, it is. A, it's a pretty cool setup. I mean, like, cause it's under the lights. It's right next to Lake Michigan. I mean, right. you can only hit it so far, but like, it, it's pretty cool. Like for a driving range and like a shitty one too. It's not like they put a top right. like it's right a there, and you're going to spend like a hundred dollars. Like you can go there and spend 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. It's so cheap. And it's just like, wow, that's super convenient. You're right on Lake Michigan. I love diversity driving range. Yeah. And it's open late night. So even better, but went there first couple swings. I just, obviously I have no idea how to make sure I'm doing things right. I'm just like, well, I saw you got to turn your hand over. So I'm like turning my hand. I'm trying to fix my slice on my drive and I striped one. It looks so fucking pretty. That was like my only good one of the night, but I have now started lofting it. Cause I'm like dipping down either way. I'll let you guys know. I'll let everybody know how Maple Meadows goes. We got me, Travis and Adam playing. Oh God. Was, uh, Devin and Devin is an interesting golfer. He is, he likes to go barefoot. If he, <laughs> if he can, he'll go barefoot golfing and his oh, best yeah. club is driver off the deck. Hey, I don't hate that either. Neither do I. That is his best shot is driver off the deck. So my, it, it, it all depends on your swing to be honest, but um, like my three wood off the deck is my safety club. And if I had like a smaller driver, I could probably do that too. But three wood off the deck, like I have a three wood from, it's the original Sasquatch. It's from, I got it in like seventh grade. No, not no, like fifth grade. And I still have it because like off the tee, it can get a little like, cause it's the flex is it's like regular. I should have stiff at this point, but like off the deck, like it's my safety call, but it'll go like 240 and it's not going to go too far, right? Too far left. And I played the other day and I was striping the thing and people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'll talk about that in a second here. Dude, uh, I, I don't know how people do it. I cannot play with my woods. Yeah, like, you have, you have, have no like a steep idea. swing. You have to have the right. You have to have the right type of swing for off the deck, at least, to be yeah. able to like pick it. Like when I, I went and got fitted for clubs, and so I got fitted for like irons, which is what I was really focused on. But then I went through like the woods and stuff too. But I didn't have a ton of time left, and I was hitting three woods, and the guy like hitting or who was like you know doing the stats or whatever. The fucking Callaway guy. Well, no, I went to like a one where they could they like everything oh know? so they're yeah. not like towards one or the other and he's like with your swing he's like you can hit anything he's like just pick one he's like it doesn't matter and then the drive i went to the driver when i was doing the fitting too and i have a r15 which is probably eight years old at this point that i bought used off the rack at like some golf shop and they couldn't beat it with the newest shit. And this was like last year. It's not like I went that long ago. And like they could not beat my driver because my spin rate was so low on the driver that my driver went further because the newer ones, the spin was higher. So then I'm like, yeah. it'd stay up in the air farther, but it wouldn't go as far. So I saved like $500 by not having to buy a new driver. So I mean, I was all right with it, but they were kind of pissed. They're like, how can't we beat this fucking R15? But it was pretty <laughs> 
Did I use the old Big Bertha, the Callaway Big Bertha? Oh God, Jesus! I, yeah, I mean, I use the Grand Club, so that's around the time of the Sasquatch. So I mean, I guess we're we're in the same ballpark there. Yeah, bro. My dad's clubs are like the Titleists from like the early two thousands, and I just use hand me down clubs, and they they're like the Titleist XL ones. So the irons are fucking huge faces. It's amazing. I hit everything. Yeah, I, I think that's why my irons are my best. Like. I think usually last and, and like Titleist actually hasn't changed them too much. I think it's the old like Titleist DC or seven tens or something. They're like pretty ancient these days, but like, they're not that much different than the irons that I hit that are like the new Titleist, like CBs or MBs or the hell the ones I have are called. Like yeah. they're pretty similar to those and it's like 20 years later. So <laughs> I, irons are different, but for sure. Um, all right. I did want to talk a little bit since we've been bullshitting for a while here. I did get to play in my golf league yesterday. Okay. Congratulations. It's yeah. Second time. Times. Second time. You know, they've been missing me, but clearly not since we lost. <laughs> and so to start, Jack, do you remember when I, so I fucked up my hand. Do you remember when I fucked up my hand at the Cubs game? I think, I think it was at the Cubs game. No, not the me, you, and Ethan one, right? Yeah, it was at that one. I don't remember I, this at all. I didn't know I fucked it up at the game, I guess. I found, like, I didn't, it's one of those things where you, like, hit it, and then, like, you don't Is know. Is this when you got kicked out of the Cubs game? I didn't get kicked out of the Cubs Like, you heard it while getting kicked out? No. I <laughs> left on my own doobie because the line was taking forever. They cut off beer, and I wanted to come get a beer. <laughs> and I can look over the that the railing on the outside and see Murphy's and see all your friends there just having a beer. And I'm like, why am I going to go back in the bleachers for the eighth inning? I'm like, why don't I just go down there and get a beer? So that's why I left. But anyways, you know, when I was at the Cubs game, I was walking up the stairs at one point and I had a beer like in my left hand and I get like bumped from someone just because it's busy or whatever. And my hand ends up like going to the right, which is right where like, the railing started. And it, it's kind of like when you jam your finger. Oh, but I you jammed my wrist. I basically jammed, yeah, like the bottom part of my hand. And like That's I didn't really, I didn't think much of it at the time, but it's been kind of sore ever since. So if I like tilt it in a certain direction, it'll hurt. So like when I was meeting people at like the country clubs, I don't know that many people there yet. So I'm meeting the guys that we're playing with and they go to shake my hand. So I stick out my hand to shake my hand and like, right. It's fine normally. But like, if you come and like shake my hand and grasp my right hand and like clench, it fucking hurts. And so I go in not cause it's just a habit, you know, you go to shake hands. So I go to shake his hand. He clenches it. I just wince in pain. And he felt so bad because he didn't know me. He's like, what the fuck? It's like, sorry, dude. I like totally fucked up my hand the other day. And then I had to go play golf with this, which it actually didn't affect my golf game too much. On like big drives, it kind of hurt a little bit. But outside of that, like it wasn't really an excuse. Um, but anyways, we played golf yesterday, me and my buddy. And we were up like, I don't know, 13, six, like I think it's, there's seven points a hole or, or six or seven points a hole, depending how you do. And so I started off like the guy I was playing against Yeah, put his ball in his pocket after his like third shot in the woods. After I, like, I didn't even get to my drive. I just went to my drive and picked it up. <laughs> so it was a good start. So I was one up instantly. 
And then the next hole, I think I made par and he made bogey or something. And so I was two up. And then the hole after that, he sticks it to like 10 feet on this par three. And I like hit a decent shot, but pulled a little bit. And so I'm like pin high, just left, but I'm on the fringe of the green. And I got like a 20, 25 footer. And I just fucking drain it from off the green for birdie. And then he misses his putt. So now I'm three up through three holes. So I'm going pretty well. Well, I didn't score another point the entire time. <laughs> I didn't hit a green the entire round, a green in regulation. Yeah. I shot, I shot 42. Like I didn't even play that bad, but I was just off the green on every single hole to where I didn't get a single green in regulation. And even going into the last hole, I was like, I was telling the guys, because we had lost at this point, like the last hole we kind of knew. And I was about to hit my second shot. And I was in like the fairway, I think, or just outside. And I was like, I just want a green in regulation. And so I hit a perfect shot, hits the green, spins back onto the fringe. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. So it is a pretty cool stat, though, to say you shot 42 with not a single green in regulation. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I yeah, you're like, you're like the best golfer of all the worst golfers in the world. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what it was. But so it was fun, but we lost, unfortunately. So now I'm now I'm one and one. Damn, you guys, you guys started way too hot. That like can't lose mentality was way too early on. I know. Well, and the other problem with it was like we started on this, like we started on the hardest hole in the back nine. So I was hitting off the tee. I hit like a hybrid layup. I hit like a three wood layup, a hybrid layup. I didn't get to use my driver until like the fourth or fifth hole. Okay, oh, and then there's a part three in there. And so like I was just like Usually, like, I start off well with, like, my drives and, like, but once I get too many swings in me, like, I, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, when I'm kind of tight a little bit off the tee, like, it it hones me in a little bit to not swing too hard and pull it. So, yeah. I was crushing drives. Let, let the club do the work. Yeah, I was crushing. It's an easy game. You just got to let the club do the work. I know. I was crushing drives. They just I just kept pulling them, and they weren't, like, fading as much as they usually do. So, I just – I, I wasn't great off the tee once I got to my driver holes. So it was unfortunate. And that's like the best advice I think I was ever given. And it's by Miggy. Fucking Miggy was, who's just this kind of like scrawny guy. He just, he's plays grandpa golf. It's just straight balls go about 150, like no matter what, but it's just, he, every time he'll hit a drive and he'll just go easy game, fellas. Just gotta let the easy club game. do the work. You're just <laughs> moving your arms around. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, I, I try and it's a mentality for things like that. Like when you're looking at a green and you're like 150 out or something and like you're fairly rough, whatever, and you get a shot, you're like, why make it hard? Like it's a huge green to hit. Like why not just hit it? If I'm a hundred yards in, I am screwed. For (laughs) some reason I become the biggest mental midget a hundred yards in. Like if I got to chip it in, I'm like, I'm fucked. Cause I only know how to like, just pull it all the way back and pull it down. See, mine's not a hundred yards in, but like ever since I stopped playing on like a regular basis, which I would consider what I play these days. I mean, it's probably different for you, but like I have maybe 10 rounds in this year so far, like I'm a very like feel player. So my chipping game is terrible. So if I'm inside of like 20 yards, 
it's for sure. Like, like most people are trying to get up and down, like just off the green. Like if I can't putt, it's, I'm for sure not getting up and down. Like, there's no chance. I'd rather be in the bunker or be yeah. on the fringe where I can putt. But if you're asking me to like chip from just off the green and get it somewhat close to make par, like it's not going to happen. Like never. And that's what, that's where like my 42, like, you know, even though I, I didn't hit a green regular, whatever, like I could have shot 39 or something, you know, it still went to been great, but like, I won't be good again until I can ship again, which won't be till next year. I, I don't have enough time to practice right now, but eventually. Yeah. Um, I do have a story that I think Adam is going to be, I, I haven't talked to him about it yet. And he's, he's going to be jealous of this and I'm a little scared, but so the Ryder cup, you know, is coming up in the whistling straits. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the end of September. It's when Ethan and Anna's wedding is. So I can't go kind of pissed. Oh, this is the fucking thing you texted. Yes, it is the thing I texted. And so when I went in 2016 at Hazeltine in Minnesota, I went with my buddy and we got tickets through like chase ultimate rewards. So if you hold either the Sapphire credit card or the reserve credit card through chase, you have the option or they have like ultimate rewards points or whatever. And you get like all these, they call them like experiences or some shit. And there's all these different shit you can do. But one of them in 2016 was to go to the Ryder Cup and all the tickets were sold out at this point. And so I just got to log on to like chase ultimate rewards and pick whatever day I wanted. And I think back then in 2016, like it was like 13,000 points or so it was like 130 bucks or something. Like it wasn't even that expensive. And so we got to buy like Saturday and Sunday tickets just like instantly. Like it wasn't difficult at all. You didn't have to win some fucking lottery or anything like that. And so we got to go Saturday, Sunday, and they give you like this little chase tent you get to go into with that's air conditioning and like free water, which is, it was hot as balls like one of the days. So that was super nice. Um, But anyways, when Whistling Straits, this was happening last year, I was waiting for Chase to come out with like if they were a sponsor or not. Yeah. And they never came out with it. And so I was like, well, shit, maybe they're not a sponsor this year. It won't be an option, whatever. And then it got canceled. So, or postponed until this year. So I stopped thinking about it, whatever. And then I get an email today from Chase and it's like, Chase experiences like, you know, like Ryder Cup. And so I click on it and I can buy tickets to the Ryder Cup through like my Chase card. Now I can't go. And so... Right the email to some like friends of my company who like are golfers before I even realized the resale value. So it's kind of a, a, an idiot move at that point, but I sent an email. I was like, you know, if anyone wants Ryder cup tickets, like I have access through chase, like let me know, blah, blah, blah. And so I have one guy who is actually, he just won like Denver city amateur, whatever. He's like really good. Um, he wants to go and take his dad. So he emailed me back. And so they're 230 bucks a piece. And so I buy him two for Saturday. And then after I buy him two, I go and look at the resale value on the resale like StubHub. And there's actually like a specific market for Ryder Cup called I'm something or whatever. And they're going for at least $600 for Saturday, if not seven to $900. So you're saying I should do this because I have the fucking preferred card or the reserve or whichever. Yeah. And so then 
So I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, Jesus. So then I go and I buy, and, and I thought you were limited to four because that's what kind of the rules said. So then I go back and I try and buy two more. And for some reason, like the Saturday one was only showing one ticket. So I thought maybe other people bought it or whatever, and it was getting sold out. And so I bought two Friday tickets. So I'm at four now just to sell. Well, then I thought about it. I'm like, well, I actually have the preferred and the reserve card. So I switched my credit cards, like to the little drop down. And then I went to the other one. And so then I bought two more for Saturday. And then I went and looked at it again. And I was like, all right, I'll buy two more. So I got four for Saturday through that card. And then I, I wanted to test if there was still that four limit. So I tried to buy another four for that Saturday or another two for that Saturday. And it said, you know, give me the air. Like, oh, no, you can't. You've already used your four. But then I went back and realized, like, they consider the four limit rule only per day. It's not per the tournament. So I could have bought eight tickets for every single day of the Ryder Cup. The only concerning part is that, well, outside of just putting thousands of dollars out there and not getting it back for a little while, um, was that you have to put down the names of who's going to use the tickets. Oh, shit. Now, I, use, I, I did this in 2016, and they just send you Ryder Cup tickets. There's no names on the tickets. Yeah. So, like, I, I doubt there will be this time either. But, but like, I'm wondering for the tent, you know, with COVID everything and everything, like. Well, I don't care about the maybe tent. Maybe they'll just be, like, the, security guy. Well, but, like, when I sell them on StubHub, like, there's nothing to say, like, oh, I'm selling Chase, Sapphire, tent passes or anything. It's either, like, you're selling Ground Day or International Pavilion, and that's it. And so, like, it, it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't care about the tent, but I just don't want someone to, like, get my tickets, go up there. And then, like, not be able to get in. Right. Because then you're fucked. But if I can buy eight tickets, like, obviously, I'm not going to use all eight myself. So, like, someone else is going to use them. And I put my my single name down on every single one of them. So, there should be a checks and balances there. Like, obviously, this guy can't beat eight people. So, like, I don't think it'll be an issue. But anyways, so I bought – so I have – I think I have – six for Saturday. Well, I guess I have eight, but two I gave to my buddy and his dad. So I have six that I'm going to sell. And then I have two for Friday that I'm going to sell. And so I have eight tickets that are probably going to go for like 600 bucks a piece. Holy shit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was just, I was telling my coworkers, I'm just like, I'm printing money in my office right now. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, print me some money. I'm like, I'm printing money right now. And then after I bought all these, I decided like, I want to confirm a little bit. And like, so I called Chase and I was like, Hey, like, cause it doesn't tell you when you get the tickets either. So I was like, I want to know when I can get these tickets. And they're like, and, and I remember this from the last time I did in 2016, like they send you updates eventually, but I just wanted to check in and they're like, well, within like two weeks, you'll get them, which I still call bullshit on that. I think it'll be like yeah. a couple of months before I get them. But fine, whatever. But then I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to take my dad or my brother. And I put like one of their names down. Like if I need to switch it, like what happens? Like, does that matter? Like, are they printed on the tickets or not? And she's like, no, they're not printed on the tickets. Like 
if you need to switch the name, like we just report it to like the Ryder Cup, which I still think is bullshit. And they're like, so just call us back and give us the name if you want to switch it. So at worst, if it's a real issue, I just have to call Chase for whoever I sell them to and give them their names. And yeah. So I'm still going to make a shit ton of money on it. It just might be a little bit more work if I have to do that. But I don't even think I'll have to do that. Like, I'm pretty sure they're just going to send me. If they're going to send it to me in two weeks, I'm going to have the tickets and I'm going to be able to see on the ticket if there's a name on there. If there's not, then what are they going to do? Right. Like, so, it's, there's going to be no issue. Yeah, exactly. I think I think they just have some sort of deal with, like, the Ryder Cup where they, like, don't want people to put them on the resale market. So they, like, put that in their shit. But yeah. I'm going to put them on the resale market. No but, shit. Yeah. I mean, so, who wouldn't? You're yeah. making 400 bucks a pop on a ticket. Well, and, and we live in Chicago. So, like, I might just sell them on Craigslist. Because, like, oh. they're going to deal with fees and shit. And everyone's going to drive up from Chicago to Whistling Straits. So, like, I'm sure, like, outside of the fact of Craigslist can be a little sketchy here and there. But, like, outside of that, like, I won't have to pay any fees to anybody. So I might just do that because there's nothing on Craigslist right now. You might as well just put it on there and see what the fuck happens. Same with Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah. I might do that, too. I forgot about that. Just fucking put it out there and see what happens. Yeah. So it's I, I, I think I'm going to make a few grand off of this book. <laughs> and like, I wish I knew more because I literally could have bought eight tickets for every single day. But I just was like too scared to put that much money down. Like, I think I already spent like two grand or something like it's 200 bucks or 230 a ticket. So you start getting to like eight a day. Yeah, you're, there's no like guarantee they sell and there's no guarantee this works, but yeah, exactly. Well, it, to me, I'm like, you know, even if the resale comes down because there's not as many tickets out there right now, cause it got postponed. Maybe that's why they're so crazy, but I still think they're going to be like at least 400 plus. But at worst, you just text somebody and be like, Hey, I got Ryder cup tickets. I can't go. Give new face value two thirty. They're at seven hundred right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's yeah. not worse, but that's I, no. I'm I'm gonna make some cash off of it for sure. You fucking better. Yeah, it's um. I finally it's, buy that mic set we've been waiting for. What? We can finally buy that mic set. Yeah, right. I need to get some soundboards for my apartment. Kind of yeah. equitably in here. <laughs> eh, once you start putting furniture, you'll be fine. Yeah, I know. I got a couch coming eventually. End of August. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting on bar stools these days. All right. Um, the only thing I have is um, we got golf this weekend. You're playing, right? I'm playing golf. Adam's playing golf. Nevada Trav's playing golf. Do you have a fourth? Devin. Old, oh, yeah. Oh, that's old right. Debbie Financial. Devin, yeah. Who nice. fucking barefoot golfs. That's right. It's, it's literally like Travis – and then, like, 10 feet of shit, me, 50 feet of shit, Devin, 20 feet of shit, Adam. Like, poor Trav is going to be coming back from Nevada, tired of shit, and then he's just going to be playing golf with, like, the worst group of golfers he's ever seen. And he's just going to end up being bombed by the end of it. And we're playing at 3 p.m. So, like, it's a late tea time where it's, like, in the worst, like, you have no real Sunday. You're just like waiting for golf. You're playing golf and you're bombed from golf. That's kind of how the day goes. Who's going to drive? Debbie, I bet. Yeah, I bet too. But Jesus, that's going to be a mess. I'm definitely not driving. Yeah. 
Well, good luck with that. Um, I also have golf this weekend. I don't really know what I'm going to, how much I'm going to play or not, but it's the other country club here. It's their um, member guest tournament. And so like my coworkers, boyfriend lives in the golf course or whatever. So they have a ton of people coming to town. And so I'm going to hang out there pretty much all weekend. And I'm not playing in that tournament, but I'm going to hang out there. Cause like, he's got a cool house. He like lives on the course, whatever. It's, it's a fucking huge booze fest. I was there last year for this and it was a yeah. I didn't even play, like, I didn't even play in the tournament, but I got to play. Uh, they do like at night. So it'd be like, you know, pitch black and they put some lights on a green and they do like a, a closest to pin contest, like over water. So I play in that usually and like bet on people and whatever. So it's a good time. Um, so I'm going to do that, but then I'm also going to play Saturday at my course. I think I booked a tea time. I got to find people to play with still, but we'll see, but it's also the like festival here. So we'll see. It's going to be a, a crazy weekend. I got to figure it out. A rowdy Iowa weekend. Right. At least I got a bed now. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's big. What, what were you, you were sleeping in air mattress before? Yeah, I bought a new one actually because my air mattress I brought that I used to bring to your uh, lake house that yeah. in, like there must be a slow week in it now because like I woke up on the ground, it was terrible. It's it was kind of like sleeping in like a, a water bed because it would slowly leak and so you're like dipping down, but there's still some air in it. And it, it was fucking terrible. I mean, like that's fun at first, like when it's still mostly full, but it, yeah, that's yeah, fun. eventually it's terrible. So I bought a new one just so like when people come to town, like it's nice to have an air mattress. So yeah. I actually gave it to my friend this weekend for all the people going to her boyfriend's house or for the golf tournament. So someone can use it, but it's, it's huge. It'll be good for you when you come to town. You and Anna. Hell yeah. yeah. Fucking. That's going to be a hell of a football game. Yep. Good old you and I versus St. Thomas. I can't wait to take Adam's money that weekend. <laughs> all right. So obviously we aren't betting this weekend, but oh, yeah. we need to talk about the tournament just real quickly. Two minutes. It's the Travelers Championship. I I think Bryson's favorite. I got nothing, no information on this tournament, but it, I do a disservice not talking about it really quick for all ten of our listeners. So <laughs> Travelers Championships. I think it's in Ohio. I'm not 100 percent sure. I honestly don't know. And I don't really care. I just, you know, this last week was such a fucking kick in the nuts, you know, with Wolfie having good money on him. I also had, I mean, I had to like bets across the board. Like gunshot. Um, <laughs> sounded like it. I got bets across the board and don't hit anything. Not even like close really i mean wolfie was semi-close i had rory that i took late so like he was semi-close but none of them cashed i i I just you know i don't care about this tournament i just need a week off you know so that's kind of what i was thinking and i literally just thought about this right now i think after every major we have taken a week off essentially of betting like we don't really talk about like our bets afterwards the next podcast for the week coming up it's always been like I got like one or two sprinkled, but no care in the world. Because we're just so disappointed. Yeah, Yeah, because we lose every major. We're the worst major betters I've ever seen. Yeah, I it's it's been tough. Unwritten rule of the pod, don't bet post major. 
I will, we, we can end the pod with this. So I was talking to my buddy t- or yesterday. He's texting about these new clubs that came out. And he's just, he's a, I call him, he's like a club whore. Like he gets new. Oh, they, they have those guys in baseball where it's like, all they care about is like, they can tell you every bat they've, that has ever come out. And it's just, it's disgusting. It's ridiculous. Well, and it's also like, there's certain clubs in golf that matter, like change semi drastically, at least every few years. But like, he sent me a photo of irons and he just got new irons like two years ago. And I'm like, you can use irons for seven to 10 years. They don't change that much. And like, it doesn't matter. And so anyways, but I was texting him and I was telling him how like, you know, this year, like I don't have enough time. I'm not in Iowa enough to be able to like practice enough, obviously like Chicago, like I want to have fun like my last summer. So I'm going to play a little bit, but not much. But next year when I'm here, I'm going to actually try and like, you know, get good again and like practice a little bit, which I haven't done yeah. since like high school or ever probably. <laughs> and so I'm going to try and get good again. So when I was talking about this, I was thinking about like, cause I used to, I tried once in Wisconsin to qualify for the state am. Yeah. And in Wisconsin, there's like regional qualifiers all over the state. And <laughs> actually, so it was, I think it was my first year, like in college, like my, after my freshman year of college. So I played n- not at all in college, not a single second. Right. And so, but it was at a course I really liked. So I was like, ah, maybe I can go play there and do well. So I shot 35 on the front nine and then followed it up with a 45. <laughs> okay. So 30, 35, 45 for a nice little 80. Needless to say, I didn't make it. But I will say the entire round looked like the 45, the 35 was just kind of lucky. But my point is that there was qualifiers. So I was looking up in Iowa and like, because I don't know like golf here really, or like their Iowa Golf Association type stuff or how it works. So I was looking it up and there's no qualifier. What? You can just sign up to play in the state am as long as... Like a fucking marathon, you can just put your name in a hundred bucks down as long as you have a handicap under 10 you can play in the iowa state am what and like and it also the other part about that i thought was crazy was so obviously these are nice golf courses like the nicest golf courses host like these tournaments and i think the price for admission was like what was it like 180 bucks or 150 bucks you get like you get like well, you're guaranteed, you're guaranteed ass you're guaranteed two rounds of 18 so you get 36 holes and yeah it was 150 and you get like discounts at the pro shop and you get like a free lunch every day yeah so well, yeah i don't know how all that shit works but i just know like you for sure pay 150 bucks and get to play 36 holes whether you shoot a hundred or whether you shoot 72, like it doesn't matter. You get 36 holes at a nice ass golf course for 150 bucks. And then there's a third round. Like if you make the cut. Yeah. So like it's, it was, I can't believe it. Like, I, <laughs> and then like I was reading like the, how you like sign up for it and stuff. And they're like, there's stuff in there where it seems like sometimes they have a qualifier but not always. So it must, it must be gauged on like the interest or something, but like this would be a year where people would be interested. So I, it's, it was weird to me, but I was like, I could sign up this year if I wanted to, but like, I'm not going to go out there and shoot 90. Well, and also it was somewhere where I have to travel to. So I don't really want yeah, to. Yeah. Take a weekend, go do it. Yeah. But next year, 
I probably for sure, I mean, if I'm playing decent, like I, I just want to be able to shoot in the seventies on like a like. Basically. There's not there's not a fucking purse, is there? You don't get a purse for amateurs, right? There was one. I didn't get that. Really? No, actually, no, that was the mid amateurs. So I don't know if that's different, but no, nah, yeah, I don't think there is one for the regular amateur. But it's more just, just go have fun and golf against good people. Yeah, okay. it's more just fun. But yeah, I just. I, I won't play in it until I can like consistently shoot in the seventies. Like, and like, and I can shoot in the seventies now, but like when I'm pissed off, when I shoot like an 81, that's the level I need to be at. And I'm not yeah. sure. right now. I shoot 81. I'm like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty average. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's all for this week. Yeah. I think all it went right. pretty smoothly without Adam, you know, I'd yeah. like to kick, we should just kick him to the curb. Honestly, I think he'd enjoy that, but I don't want to give him the satisfaction of doing so. Yeah, either do I. It kind of just pisses me off. Like, he thinks it's all about golf and betting or whatever. Like, it's more about just friendship, you know? And just I, this, is a, this is a friendship pod. Like, when I moved to Iowa, like, officially, and, like, I'm not in Chicago ever anymore, like, this will be great. Yeah. So, I don't know. Shame all on right. him. Shame on him. He'll miss out on all the friendship. Yeah. All right. Talk to you on next Wednesday, everybody. Yep. Bye.